the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we have another hour of Under the Hood with Mark Salem. You're welcome to give us a call. The lines, we have four lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If I screwed it up, 602-508-0960. And, of course, 0960 is 960 the Patriot, KKNT. Ben, hold on about 30 seconds. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that I recommend. It doesn't mean that he's the only good shop in town. He's the only one that I have thoroughly checked out. I like Brian and Thelma, husband and wife. I know their parents, and they've been around a long time. There's other shops in Mesa I'm sure are good shops, but it, there's always a risk of me sending you to a shop and have it turn into an ugly situation. Well, that won't happen. So they have ASE certified technician. They really do a good job with friendly friendly reminders when your vehicle is in for service. And, of course, they know right from wrong. Thompson's Auto Repair, they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Ben, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Um, I had a comment, if I could. Sure. And uh, a comment on your last caller's uh, uh, inquiry as far as valve buildup. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm a 20-plus year uh, ASC certified automotive technician. I was blessed to recently join with a Phoenix area uh, auto truck repair facility. Uh, and I've worked for places in the past that uh, could, uh, they, they, would, they would try to fix stupid if they could. Uh, they would charge you to try. <laughs> and, uh, and thankfully, I, uh, I I started this repair facility similar to you that could uh, fix anything but the crack of dawn or a broken heart. Yep. And I just yep. wanted to say God bless all of the shop owners and shops who treat their employees and customers with the same love they treat their own families. That's this true. is what we need in America. These You're repair right. facilities are the future of our industry and what our country needs. And the only body pain I'm recovering from after my first week of work are the sore muscles on my face from smiling the entire week <laughs> well and uh, so, let me so, add to that and um and you smile continually as the wife tells you how to fix the car according to her husband and and you smile when somebody just they said i just had a premium oil change not too long ago and i want to change my oil again and you look and it's synthetic and the sticker's ten thousand miles and now you have to explain why you're chasing business out of your shop not chase, and I'm just using that as an example. Sure. You're telling the customer that you're not due for the oil change yet. Let me check your oil. So you you you've been around the block. I can tell. 
my my uh, second uh, comment, and I wanted your opinion on this, and you had said that uh, our industry uh, to date doesn't really have a fix other than uh, chemical products as far as removing carbon deposits on valves. Uh, there's been some experimentation in the past uh, that I've been aware of, never really been personally uh, hands-on, uh, had any repairs, but uh, water injection. Uh, for horsepower games and race applications. And water was used traditionally years ago uh, to clean out carbon, uh, generally dumped down a, a throttle body or carburetor with an engine wide open, uh, and you see a plume of smoke out the back. Um, what would the possibility of a direct water injection system, maybe on highway speed applications, uh, do you feel that would be something that could be feasible? Uh, in application. Okay. I I was thinking as you were talking, and so I may be off base and I may take a couple arrows for this, but that's okay. You didn't give me warning like last week you were going to say this, but that's okay. I think if we did a water injection, the question would be is where would we inject it? We would inject it upstream where before the mass airflow sensor, because I don't think that's going to work well. If we go after the mass airflow sensor, we have to vaporize that water before we send it into the engine because we can't stand to, for a hydrolock the motor. If the injector fails, is it going to fail open or close? Because if it fails open, we could very well blow that cylinder up. I agree that water injection seems to be an obvious one, and I agree that there is some some guys out there and some companies out there that are doing that. But the question is, is water's corrosive, and are we going to filter it, and how are we going to make sure that we have good water, not, not RO water, but we don't want rusty water in the tank. Where are we going to put the tank? Who's going to turn the injector on and off? Um, and that kind of stuff. It's kind of a big... How are we going to pull that off? And yeah, uh, I, that's a big one if, and I, I, yeah. I've, I've thought about that as well as far as uh, uh, direct injection into the cylinder. Uh, but then again, you're looking at emission standards as well. Thank um, you for that. So, uh, yeah, it's just something I've thought about over the years. And, uh, um, well, uh, thanks for your opinion, and uh, I appreciate you taking your time. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody else. I think there's a correlation in the severity of this carbon on the back of the intake based on who's driving. It seems to some of the experts that the harder they push the throttle and the higher they take the RPMs and the more that they drive it kind of aggressively, but well within the law, that it seems that that makes a difference. Now, that's not going to make grandma who's 70, 80, 90 years old, go out and hot rod her car, and she's not going to hire her grandson to do that. But there does seem to be some correlation. But I agree with you in this respect. If there's a problem, before I pull the heads and start cleaning up the back of the infant valves, I'm going to try some chemicals. And I think the chemicals might work, providing that we follow the directions, as men don't, we follow the directions on the application. So let me know if you find something different. I'd be interested, okay? I appreciate that. And maybe okay. someday all of our spark plugs will be in amber gold on the porcelain. <laughs> Have okay. a good day, Mark. Thank uh -huh. you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Anybody in the wings? Yes, we do. We have another caller called Ben. 
Oh, Ben number two, Ben version two. How can I help you? <laughs> I just want to get your opinion on something here. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to um, then I'll drop out and uh, listen for your answer if that's all right. Sure. Okay, I have a 2008 Dodge 6.7 uh, coming. Now, I think we can all agree that, that the Dodge is, is, is merely just a rolling shipping container for the uh, Cummins engine. Um, I have the 68 RFE transmission, approximately 272,000 miles on the motor, so just barely broken in, just getting, to the, just getting into the sweet phase of it here. Um, I'm slipping fourth and fifth gear, and after I drive for about an hour, uh, transmission is starting to overheat. Now, I know I'm going to have to have the pan dropped and have that looked at. I do all the other maintenance on it myself, you know, like I'm greasing ball joints and pitman arm and, you know, checking rear differential lube and everything like that. So everything mechanical is all right on it. But transmission to me is completely out of my wheelhouse. It's Greek. It's Chinese. I don't know what I'm looking at, if you know what I mean. My mm-hmm. question, I guess, sorry, long, long question here. Would you recommend doing a rebuild on that 68 RFE or... Would you recommend um, using that as maybe a core and having a completely new one installed? Okay, oh, there. I, also should, I also should mention that um, before the EPA rules came out and everything, I have it deleted and have a bunch of tunes on it and get great, great, great gas mileage. Thanks. I'm going to hang up and listen right. to answer. Thanks, Mark. That's a whole bunch. Um, well, I'm going to go from the backside. Uh DEF is diesel exhaust fluid, and you ret- you removed all of that kind of stuff, and and probably put a tuner in it to kind of hide that you did that. I sure hope you kept the old parts. The old parts are going to be big; they're going to fill up the top of a picnic table. I hope you kept them because you need to know that people are getting caught all the time. And then we say, did you save the old stuff so we can put it back on? And they said no. And the last bill was $7,200 to put the truck back. So it's kind of tough. Your transmission, there is no such thing as a new one. No such thing as a new one. So go ahead and call around. Do whatever you want to do. You'll find out what I already know. There's no such thing as a new one. Yours is an 08. You really think that we've got a 12-year-old new one on the shelf? And the the ones from the dealerships have been rebuilt, and the ones that come from me are coming rebuilt. I don't know what you expect out of that, but 270,000 miles, that's 10 times around the equator. You got more than enough life out of that thing. So I don't know that I'd spend a whole lot of time trying to diagnose it because... Why do you care? I You can spend a whole lot of money diagnosing it and then having somebody say, I got bad news for you. So the transmission in your Dodge truck is really a nice transmission because I have one. So they take a lot of abuse. I, I, I know that I've loaned my truck to other cowboys who have overloaded the trailers or hauled more big fat cows than they should have and my transmission at 160 is still perfect and the fluid's not burnt and I also wonder how you know the transmission overheated perhaps the sensor did that and told you that Um, I'd be wanting to smell the fluid to see you know what the outcome was of that but I I would um, you got two choices go start shopping how much to take my old transmission out, put a rebuilt one in, flush the system, 
flush the cooler, and what kind of warranty do you have, and what does all that cost? Um, if you wanted to start that way, you can. Most everybody's going to give you a range anyway because we don't know how dirty and greasy it is underneath it and all that other stuff. And I'm sure if you've done your work, it's clean. But there's a real risk. And then you have a, a problem that some guys won't do that because they say, I want to diagnose your problem. Because what happens if we have a transmission controller? That's the problem that's making your transmission act up. And we don't do the controller, but we put in this $6,000 rebuilt transmission, and you have the same problem. So you told us to change the transmission. We did what you said, but you misdiagnosed it. And so now, probably not with you, Ben number two, version two, but with most anybody else, there's going to be an argument about why didn't you know I was wrong? <laughs> and, and, and then unfortunately, when you go in and tell the doctor that you think you have a, uh, a hatchet in the back and he does x-rays and he says you don't, then you can't very well argue with him because you told him what to do. So, but anyway, Ben, um, the six, seven Cummins is good. I wasn't aware that it was there that early because mine is a 12 and it's the last of the, uh, non DEFs, but I'm going to take you at your word and it doesn't make any difference because six, seven Cummins along with that transmission is the best combination I've ever owned. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602 602- 508-0960 and Gil, the board up and the engineer who makes me sound so good and I will be back in a minute. Let's face it, we love Alexa and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do. And Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma. 
the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Okie dokie, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Blackwell Automotive is up at 40th and Greenway. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He can hardly do an oil change by himself. His wife's there to kind of guide him. She handles the front counter, and he actually sits in his office a lot and watches cartoons on Channel 8. He does have a couple of vintage cars in there, and he does do that kind of work. But Polly, his wife, helps him with all of that, and Aaron, his service rider. So when you go into Blackwell Automotive at 40th and Greenway, don't ask for Tom. Ask for Aaron or Polly, because they're the ones, they're the brain trust of Blackwell Automotive. Okay, Paul, you're up first. Hello. Try, Paul. Go ahead. How you doing? Is it, Good. Uh, hey, Mark. I got a, I got a uh, question on uh, if there's a transmission shop you'd recommend uh, that's pretty good on power glides, the cast iron. I got a 1953 Bel Air that I need to have some work done on. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I would I would go to automatic or I'd call Automatic Transmission Exchange and, and talk to Phil. Uh, okay. He's he's been around. He worked on Fred Flintstone's car. Didn't have an automatic. Um, the Power Glide is pretty easy to work on, but there's a whole lot of young bucks in the transmission business that have never seen or worked on or even driven or shifted a Power Glide. Exactly. And, that's the problem I ran into the last yeah. shop I took to. Now, Phil is not going to have any problem. The question is, is that uh, I would prefer that you say this to me. I want to take you for a drive, and I want you to see what I'm talking about. Or I put it into gear, and it doesn't move at all. But it does cold. It'll move a little bit cold, but it won't do hot. I mean, that kind of stuff is kind of what we want. And yeah, what it does, it will move. It just uh, it has a uh, leak, and uh, I think it's the bushing that just wasn't put in there properly. So. Okay. You because know, it will it will run. It just uh, it develops a leak, and if it's parked, it'll, it'll leak the fluid out. Is it out the back, the tail shaft housing? Uh I believe so. It's been a while since I had it out to to check it, so okay. I will. I don't really remember on that. All right. Well, you. you I mean, see, here's here's. I'm going to use you an example, and please don't be mad at me. Um. You, you went from a rebuilt transmission to a leak. And if you're talking about the tail shaft, every single gray-haired guy in town can put a bushing in that and a seal in that and make it work unless that tail shaft housing is wiggling around like a, a watch on a chain. So I don't know that I'd jump out there on a power glide. I'll tell you that Phil's the guy. The There's two guys in town that don't do 
retail work. Uh, there's okay. Alger up in, in North Phoenix, and then you got Lorenzo in the Tri-City area. Um, we okay. use both of those guys, but it's kind of like we fix this kind of stuff, and and then if it's, a, if it's an R&R, take it out and put it in and have it rebuilt, and we're going to use them. But they don't want to deal with customers. They're really nice guys, but they said we'd rather have the shop run interference for us. But Automatic Transformation Exchange, talk to Phil, and you'll be good. Okay. Hey, I appreciate your help on this, Mark. Thank you. You betcha. Dennis, you're up next. Hey, Mark. I really enjoy your show. You do a great job. I'd love to hear you guys. Hey, quick question. I just I just bought a brand-new uh, 2021 Lexus RX350, and the dealer's telling me that um, to bring it, you know, they pay for the first oil change, but it's at 10,000 miles. Should I feel okay with that, or... You know, I, I grew up working in a gas station, changed the oil every 3,000 miles, and now it's like five, and now it's 10. I plan on keeping the car probably, you know, five to 10 years. Okay. Well, I'm going to change your question. Mark, what do you drive? A diesel. What is your drive drive? A, a Ford Edge. And she bought it without me, okay? She went yeah, out yeah. and bought that car because that car would have never seen the light of day on any property I own, but I love her. We've been married a long time. But they both have synthetic, and we're on a 10,000-mile oil change. I actually go to the diesel a little longer because it holds more oil. Uh, The synthetic oils are so far superior to the stuff we had in the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s. Right. And, And... I know I know where you're going with this and let me let me sh- let me offer middle ground. Why don't okay. you go 6 and then change the filter? Why don't you go 6 and pull into a quick lube shop or in somebody's shop and have them change it change the the uh, complete oil and filter. You're going to shed the most metal in the first 5000 miles. It's going to get caught by the filter anyway, so it's not going to be circulated. Right. And so right. I agree your car is going to just love synthetic oil, and and here's why. I'll I'll, I'll give you a quick oil uh, oil okay. lesson if you don't mind. Okay. Regular oil turns to a uh, a solid at 15 below zero, and then a semi synthetic is probably about 45, and a full synthetic will pour out of the can at 60. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. on the cold side, on the hot side, the oil we had, your dad and I had, um, it'll right. turn to a tar at just before the motor blows up. And a synthetic oil, <laughs> synthetic oil, the engine has to exceed 500 degrees before the oil turns from a liquid to tar. And I want to tell you, at 250, your motor's toast anyway. At, right. Let me go 250 to 280. I'll spread it out. So the answer is, is if they want to do your first oil change... Um, you can either tell them yes or you can go do it yourself. They're not going to be able to void your warranty. All you really need to do is look in your in your owner's manual. Is it a 020 or what kind of weight are they telling you to put in? And I would get as close to that as I can. But I agree. And okay, so at 10,000 miles when you pull the dipstick out, will, it, will the oil be brown or will it be clear? Now, that's that's a misnomer. I don't care. Okay. I don't okay. care. The the old days, we'd look at the oil and we'd go, Ugh. well, we had oil that Fred Flintstone and Barney made. We had cars back there that sucked more oil and burned right, more right. oil than we have all this. You 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 don't. My now think about this. And I'm uh, please, I'm not. I'm using you and our, our conversation as kind of a. 
my diesel, the oil is black <laughs> within right, right. 500 miles after I got it. Um, and I, like I said, I'm in the 10, 12,000 mile range. Right, but right. It, it's, it's really, I have done some oil analysis and I've, what I did is I go 5,000 miles and pull a sample and then I change the oil and I go 5,000 miles and pull a sample. I'm looking for the growth of metal. This one's 500 right, parts right. per million, and this one's 2,000. Uh-oh. Right. That, if you want to do well, they that, They don't you... seem to be worried about metal fragments anymore, either. You know, no. like, uh, maybe they're building the motors better or something. No, we're polishing them with better oil. So, okay. yes, we're going to be shaving up the cylinders just a little bit till we smooth them. But we've got such better oil now that we can polish everything on the inside without tearing it up. It's kind of like, do we have two pieces of sandpaper inside the engine like we used to? Well, the oil couldn't handle it. Today, we've got an oil that can handle it till it polishes both sides. So you're okay. Okay, very now, good. Did your, well, I appreciate that. All right, did your wife okay this new Lexus? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. she got the color she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Good for what you. What do you think? I've been well, married for almost fifty years. So what do you think? <laughs> and no, and and I'm just behind you, and so you and I have walked the same path. She bought the Ford, and I didn't talk to her for like two hours. Two hours. Okay. Um, I won't even drive in the Ford unless I put my Mickey Mouse mask on. And so I literally have a Mickey Mouse mask because I can't afford to be seen in a Ford. And yeah. and so I love her, and I can't I can't get her to trade it out to a, like a Denali or a Tahoe or right. you know oh right. my little car the seats face down and I can haul all the junk I want and if I need to haul more junk I'll use your truck and right. uh, and and so but you you already have explained to me and everybody else it's important to make them happy and you're going to fight the oh, yeah. big fights and not the small ones. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Hey, thank you, sir. You have a good day. And to you, too. Thank you very much. Steve, I can't get you, and Keith, I can't get you, but we're going to go into about a three-minute break in 20 seconds, and then I'm going to get you without any fanfare or any kind of yapping. I'm going to go right to Steve, and then we're going to go right to Keith. And the lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. So if you want to call in, we got three lines open. 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS Rite Aid and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, the ad just before me, just a dad and his daughter talking about doing the wax ring between the toilet and the sewer pipe. And he wants something to scrape it off. If you have ever pulled an old toilet off and put a new toilet on there you'll see the wax ring it's a gasket um but it's not really i appreciate the advertisement but it's not really something i think my daughters want to learn how to take off okay we're gonna go to the phones like we promised steve you're up first uh hi mark um i'm calling i had a general question regarding batteries car batteries okay and um it's uh I moved out to Phoenix a few years ago, and I quickly realized that the heat shortens the life of my regular car battery um, significantly. It seems like if I can get three years out of a battery, that's pretty good out of here. Um, The question is, I'm looking at a hybrid, and I'm wondering if the heat is going to have the same effect on hybrid batteries, and is that a concern? Could it take a couple years away from them? And I know they're pretty expensive to replace. Well, they are. Many of them have some really long warranties. Uh, in Arizona, we're not. Our, the overwhelming average 
is just slightly newer than your three years. I mean, they may go four. Um, and and a battery, every time you cycle it, so you take electricity from it and bring it back up, that's that's what causes problems. Um, I can't answer your question. There's an, there's no battery I'm going to send you to because virtually every battery is made by Johnson Controls and they just put a different label on them. And if you're going to get a battery, I'd shop the cheapest son of a gun I could find. As far as the, the hybrid cars are concerned, this, this, we're talking a whole different animal here because on the hybrids, you're going to use the battery over time and then you're going to bring it back up to charge. Now, if using the battery over time may very well be many, many miles and then you're going to bring it back up. So it's a cycle. So most of us are going to cycle our battery once a week. Um, in your Prius, you're going to you're probably going to go a little longer than that. So it's just how many bounces can we run it through. But, you know, it's it's really a matter of a gas or, or the Prius. And forget the battery because you're right. The Prius is going to cost you a lot of money. And you can put a whole lot of batteries in that right. gasoline-powered car for what you're going to do on the Prius. So yeah. um, there's nothing. I think you're appropriate for three years. Okay. I, I get three years. I don't know what your expectations are, but I think that you may have come from an area that's not quite as hot as Arizona, which is a, a factor of the battery life. Yeah, I came from the Midwest, and I okay. would used to get maybe five years or so on a good battery and this one popped in three and i was like holy cow must yeah. be the heat so um and i just Can, thought if hybrid is the same way but it sounds like like you say they're a little different and um shouldn't be something to really worry about if they want to go that route no if you want to install yourself then uh, costco has good batteries and yeah i went to uh, home depot and actually got one so. <laughs> yeah no you're fine you're yeah. fine you're fine okay. okay thank you thank you for holding steve keith you're up next Hi, Mark. Hi. Hey, this is my first time calling in, so I'm driving a 2012 Camry, four-cylinder. Uh, I've got a, a shutter or a shimmy or a little vibration um, at about four, uh, 11 to 1,400 RPMs that's running about 35, 40, 45 miles an hour. Any idea what to check? The vibration, do you feel it in the steering wheel or the seat of your pants? Uh, I can feel a little bit in the steering wheel. I can actually feel it in the accelerator pedal also. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do now is, is I want you to manually shift the car. So I want you to put it in low at, at this next traffic light, and then I want you to click it, click it, click it, and I want to know if you've got the vibration everywhere. So, and I don't then know what I'm, you mean by uh, click it. I'm just move it up in a gear. You're probably going to okay. pull it down into one, and then, I mean, there's probably going to be a way you can go from one, first gear to second gear to third gear to lock up to overdrive. Okay. And and the question then is, is can we change it that way? Another thing I want you to do is when you go about 45, 50 miles an hour and you're all by yourself, then if you can get it to vibrate, I want you to leave your foot where it's at on the throttle, but I want you to take your left foot and just gently apply the brakes until you feel the car slow and tell me, is the problem still there? So we're going to go into overdrive and lockup. So overdrive is fourth gear and lockup is we're, we're locking the motor to the tires. So by hit, having you hit the brake, I'm going to change that. I'm going to make that disconnection because when you hit the brakes, the computer goes, oh, and it starts downshifting the car. 
this is what we do to drive drive things and and so what part of town do you live in um down by florence queen okay. creek um i don't i don't have anybody in that area do you work up in anywhere else uh i spent a lot of time up in mesa and gilbert okay um mesa let me see who i can there's nobody in gilbert i i mean i just i'm only taking the top crust of the shops i'm taking the fives um there's too many fives for me to take fours but fours are okay and threes are okay it's just i'm looking for the cream of the crop I think you should just do what I ask you to do first. Let's let's manually shift it and see if we can find there's a difference. I need to know if this is a transmission problem or an engine problem or an engine mount problem. It okay. could be any of those. So just here's that here's the question. Can you make it happen for me and if you can make it happen, you're going to save yourself $100 worth of diagnostic time. Just learn how to make it happen, how to get it to happen, and how to get it to go away. And if you well, can do I that, can make it happen. If if I just leave a stoplight and I'm on a long stretch um, and I drive slow, I can make it happen. If I jump on it and really try to go quickly, it doesn't happen. Okay. How many miles are on it? Ninety-six five hundred. Okay. I don't know if I'd be worried about it needing a transmission right now. This could be a whole lot of other things. Anything that's spinning and moving can be causing this, including tires and drive axles and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not real okay. sure that I'd be planning on a three or five thousand or six thousand dollar transmission. I I just get some help, but you'll save yourself a lot of money if you can make it happen. Okay, Pete and Phil, you're my next two callers, but Gil's yelling at me because I missed my break by a minute. We'll be back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us. But our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Gray socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw, 
Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here talking about cars from 10 to noon. You're always welcome to uh, to chime in. And my email is mark at marksalem.com. Salem like the cigarette. Mark with the K. Mark at marksalem.com. Real quick, Larry Harker's Auto Repair has been around since 1967. I want to tell you that they are in the top five problem finders in all of the valley. These guys can find and find and fix stuff that others struggle with, including me. I sent them a Dodge truck. I said, I'm blind. I just, I mean, I'm blind. They fixed it. So if you're looking for somebody and you've got a really weird problem and people are afraid of it, then Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. Now, they do oil changes and all that kind of stuff. Bob runs the shop. His wife, Ellen, runs the front counter. They're a wonderful family to go to. They've been around a long time, like I said. But when you get to the level that they're at in finding problems that nobody else can, then you're pretty special, Larry Harker's Auto. Okay, Pete, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yes, hello, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll be as brief as I can. I have a uh, 1999 Dodge Ram V6, and uh, it's got 160,000 miles on it now, and I've owned it for over 10 years. It's always been maintained. Um, I had an oil leak, and uh, it was the only fluid that was leaking out of the vehicle. I brought it to a, a couple mechanics, and they all concurred. It was a uh, rear main oil seal. So they wanted anywhere from... 800 to 1500 dollars so i was debating i brought it to another mechanic he said it'd be about 800 dollars to fix i brought it home uh maybe a week later 10 days later all the transmission fluid was on the ground on the driveway so i had it towed back to his place because he gave me you know he's been a reasonable mechanic and has always done you know some good work for me in the past uh they replaced the uh rear main seal and rebuilt the transmission Okay, because the transmission was old and it was running really well for, you know, it's still running well, the transmission, except for an initial problem at uh, 30 miles an hour when it shifted gear, there's a hesitation. And I was explained that one thing to him about the transmission, and I was assured that, don't worry, everything's going to get replaced, blah, blah, blah. It was like 2000 and change for the transmission, okay? I debated getting it done or not, but love the truck, great truck. So uh, I had it all done. Everything was fine. The transmission intermittently, though, would still stutter at 30. So that was never addressed. And uh, the transmission's very smooth, though. But the oil started leaking again. So I brought it down there. Okay, we've got to get to the end of this story, okay? All right, keep going. So I brought it back down there. They said, basically, a bolt was loose on the transmission gas pan. They retorqued it. They can't get it to duplicate, and there's no oil leak they can find. So I brought it home. There's oil leak in the driveway again. So I called him up and talked to him about it, and he said that, well, it was a seal we replaced, and it's not like a gasket. Okay, okay. All right, all right. We're done. We're done. We can't go on forever. I got a problem with your whole story. I'm not you. Problem with you. You said you had an oil leak. Somebody said it was a rear main seal. That's brown. Then somebody says it's a transmission. That's red. Now, if you're going to reseal the transmission, you pull the transmission out, you reseal the transmission, and you know what? 
the rear main seal staring you in the face. So why don't we do both of them at the same time? Let's reseal the transmission. But you said we have a, a rear main seal. Then you said somebody else says it's a transmission, so you had it rebuilt. There is a disconnect in your whole story. I don't understand how we didn't have the same fluid. I don't understand how we went from a brown to a red. I don't understand why the rear main seal's even involved unless it's red. If it's red, it's the front seal of the transmission or the oil pan. I can't explain why they tightened up a nut and fixed your problem. And maybe you still have the problem. I think this is the most convoluted thing I've seen this week. So I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going to tell you now. Transmission fluid's red. Engine oil's black. Rear main seals rarely go bad. It's usually the leak above the rear main seal. And the oil's coming down the back of the motor. And it's from the back camshaft or it's back of the intake manifold. Or it could even have an oil pressure switch back there that's leaking. And it runs down the back of the oil. And they go, oh, it's rear main seal. Nope, it's above the rear main seal. So it's a matter of cleaning it up and finding out where the leak's at. We put dye in the engine. And then we have this fancy light that turns the dye orange. So you put dye in the engine. You have the customer drive it for a couple of days. Bring it back. Put your stupid glasses on. Get your light. Oh, we can follow the oil right back to the leak it's got. So I think I'm a little leery of the shop that's been doing this because if you're regurgitating what they said is right, I'm. I think you need to find if I think you need to find a shop. Phil, you're up next. Hey, Mark, I got a 2008 Chevrolet Impala with the Ford T60E uh, transmission. Here's the uh-huh. deal. When I when I start in the morning to go out, I'll, I'll uh, take off slowly. The transmission seems like it doesn't want to know if it wants to go into first gear. If I hit it a little bit, it'll like, it'll, it'll drop down and finally jerk into, it'll go into first gear. Now, if I do it manually, if I start out in first gear i don't have a problem if i manually shift it so it'll go okay. first second third fourth but but uh if it's just in the drive position it's like it several it doesn't do it all the time but more so when it's cool and uh it's like you step on the gas and it, and it has like a hesitation like it don't know if it's in between second and first and then it drops down so i don't know okay. what that could be okay you you've done a wonderful job and I want you to stop guessing what it is. I want you can demonstrate the problem. I hug guys like you if you let me. Because you just skipped all the minutiae on the front side and on the back side. I can make it happen. And if it's cold, I'm going to park my car here. I'm going to come back in the morning. Your senior tech's going to take go with me. We're going to go drive it, and I'm going to demonstrate how to make it happen and how not to make it happen. That's it. So the question is, is why is it doing what it's doing? And obviously, by you taking manual control of the shift, there's probably a transmission guy out there that can say, I know what that is. Well, go talk to Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. I'm sure he's seen that before. Your car is, what, 13 years old. And um, and how many miles are on it, Phil? 114, and I just changed the the, uh, filter and the oil, and I've been religiously changing the the transmission fluid about every 30,000. Okay. And uh, very little, very little uh, shavings on the bottom. Okay, but but I'm gonna everybody else just turn off their radio because I'm gonna talk to Phil. There's no brain. Well, there's a brain that operates the electronics, 
but your engine doesn't know if you change the tranny fluid every 5,000 or 10,000 or 20. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. If that transmission is going to fail at 121,459 miles, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So I want you to consider this suggestion. Stop over maintaining it because you think your car's going to love you and last forever because you're spending a whole lot of money that you don't need to spend. So my suggestion is, is all of you that over maintain your car mark doesn't do it and i don't do it to my wife's ford and i and we have a fleet of vehicles that probably numbers 18 19 we don't over maintain any of them we have a specific specific time frame for every single one of them that's centered around the owner's manual but you're the kind of guy if you can make it happen you that's that's wonderful. Go see Automatic Transmission Exchange on War- on uh, Washington. I think it's 40th Street in Washington, yes. And ask one of the senior guys to take a ride with you. Don't do it Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons. And just say to them, I'd like t- I can demonstrate the problem. I'd like you to tell me what, what it is or what it'll cost to fix it. And I won't have you in my car for two hours while we drive around while I try to make it happen. Because that's always a bad thing. So after, you, but you said you could make it happen all the time. You're my customer, but I'm going to send you to the better guy, and that's Automatic Transmission Exchange. When it comes to car repair, guessing is not something your shop can do. That's unethical, and it's not right. We don't guess unless we tell you we're going to guess. So it might very well be some guess, but they should present it that way. I'm pretty sure that you're falls on its face at 80 miles an hour, which you shouldn't be driving that fast anyway, is a fuel supply problem. So I would like to guess and replace the filter. And what I want from you is better, worse, or the same. And the filter is going to cost you $95 parts and labor. But I just want you to help me diagnose the problem. But I, I And realize this is a guess. I may very well fix your problem. But when I put your old filter up to my lips and blow through it, if it's if it's like blowing on a straw where somebody's <laughs> squeezing the end of the straw and your leaks, your cheeks swell up like Louis Armstrong when he played his trumpet, then that filter's plugged. Then I take the new one, and it's like blowing through a straw. So those are the kinds of things that we do. Customers can help us or just hand us the keys and say, you know, I got this problem. It's always better if you can duplicate it. And if the shop, does, if you say, I can duplicate it, I hope that's important to you. And the shop says, no, no, just give me your keys. Thank you very much. I would really hope mine never did that. I would really hope that, that mine would understand that that's not what we do. And that's not, you know, what we should do. But it's not something we can do. If we close at 6 o'clock on Friday and you walk in at 4.30 when we got three, four, five customers picking up their car, and I've still got guys out there working in the bays, so please be considerate of the square box I gave you, but just stay away from us in the morning and the afternoon for a test drive kind of thing. But if you can make it happen, I promise you this, you'll save at least $100 somewhere if you can show them what you're talking about. Because that's going to be at least an hour's worth of their time as they drive around. And I'm going to go an hour's worth of time. So it's between $100 and $140. So somewhere in there, you'll save yourself some money. 
Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Gil, have we got anybody in the wings? Because i got four minutes. Okay. L- let me tell you, um, from my point of view, is from a shop owner. And like I said, I've been work. Actually, I started working on cars at a Shell station at Broadway and Priest when I was in high school in 1968. No, 1970. And I got a quite an education there and I loved the fact that I got to watch and help the other mechanics to fix people's cars and the gratification that the tech had as well as when the customer was checked out by the tech the customer we'd say you know call us and let us know you'll know before you get home yes yes call us Mark Ken whoever it was it's fixed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That, that's what we lived for. It's 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 just important for us to fix your car and communicate right. And if we start hunting around and telling you we're going to check this, we're going to check this, we're going to check this, and we don't ever find it, it's either we didn't get enough information from you, which is our fault, or we're not performing the same test that you told us how to do. We should have taken you along with us, and if you can make it happen, you should have been in the driver's seat of that car. I would say that 65 to 75% of the shops in this town are owned by guys who've been around the block and have been open more than 10 years. So it's not that you should shy away from the guy that just opened up his own shop. I would think that if he lived in your neighborhood, perhaps you have an oil change and tire rotation with him. How does he treat you? If you you go in for a 1995 oil change, which is a stupid number, and they give you a list of stuff that you need for $411.12, I think that's all you need to know. So we're baiting you with the low oil change, and then we're going to, in the vernacular of an auto mechanic shop, we're going to rip your head off. So we're going to just take you for everything we can. There's not very many shops in this town that fit that bill, but you have to remember, we have dealers, we have chains, we have independents, and we all of those are kind of tough. So on the dealer end, they have as many bad guys as the chains do, and the chains have as many bad guys as the independents do, and then you've got the specialty shops, which is transmission and oil change guys. Not too long ago, in Payson, I picked up a friend of mine at a shop, and he had an oil change done, and I looked at his receipt, and it said, premium oil change, $139. That's a synthetic oil change. I looked at the window sticker, and it was 3,000 miles more than what it had now. Synthetic oil on a 3,000-mile oil change and a premium oil change? That's not fair. That's not fair. That should have had eight to 10,000 miles from now. But the shop was calling him back at 3,000 miles with a premium oil. That's a sin. And Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have a car question, Mark at MarkSalem.com. And nobody answers my emails except me. <laughs> 